0: All sorts of interesting political stuff to talk about this morning with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn.
1: And good morning, Simi.
0: Uh, Now, listen, I just wanted to very quickly talk about something happening in Ontario right now, because, and I know it's kind of sports related, but I just thought this was so funny and it just happened, that Ontario Premier Doug Ford, who is such a big Toronto Maple Leafs fan, I guess just couldn't stand seeing fans in the stands at Bell Centre in Montreal. So for game seven, he's just announced they're going to allow 500 fully vaccinated frontline healthcare workers into the arena to watch game seven, because I guess they just couldn't take the sight of the fans in Montreal.
1: You're you're telling me something, Simi, I didn't know, but uh, news to me, there's some sort of hockey series going on. As you know, I'm intimately involved in following professional sports.
0: Yes, I know. And this was a big weekend for you, right? Because you, how was your IndyCar race yesterday?
1: Oh, it's fantastic. One of the best ever. Really? Yeah, no, I've been following, as you know, for many, many decades. And this is one of the most exciting races ever. Uh, For one thing, clean race you know uh, I started off following professional auto sp- racing it wasn't unknown for your favorite driver to be killed in the race that was also in in Formula One and it was also in uh, IndyCar racing the races are now really safe all the trouble on the weekend was mostly in the pits um, racing straight to the end and a crowd favorite wins the race uh, Helio Castroneves the Brazilian four-time winner uh, and you saw <laughs> the guy is running down the, the track, waving to the fans and climbing the fence and waving to them. You can see why he's uh, one yes. of the most loved racers in the history. But I can pers- put auto racing into perspective for you, Simi.
0: Okay. Uh, for
1: for the listener who doesn't follow it, uh, Castro Neves, after winning the race for the third time a few years ago, said that he had to admit that he got more recognition in public for having won Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) Now, he's a terrific dancer. Go on YouTube. You can see his mambo, arguably more impressive than winning the Indianapolis 500. So that puts it all into perspective for me.
0: Uh, it does. But you know what? He's got another victory, so I'm sure he's pretty happy about it. He'll take it. He'll take that over Dancing with the Stars. Yeah,
1: 46 years old. You know, he, he, of course, goes on about, you know, the old guys still rule in sports. Well, 46 years old doesn't strike me as very old, but I guess in professional sports, that's pretty good. He says he's coming back next year looking for a fifth win.
0: All all right, we'll see. Well, and we'll be asking you about that next year, I'm sure too. Uh, let's talk some politics this morning. We've got the legislature resuming. This is the what final three week run?
1: Yeah, the last three weeks. Uh, the house is late this year. The new Democrats started late for various reasons, and uh, this is this is a virtual session still with many many MLAs working from home. So the thing is partly being run on Zoom. Um, I, you know, I think there's no question, Simi, that today. Uh, I fully expect there'll be a statement in the House from Premier John Horgan about that horrific discovery uh, at the Kamloops oh, Residential yeah. School. The The challenge here will be, you know, I'm sure we'll get a statement. We've had statements already. We've had flags at half-mask. I think the real challenge for the provincial government will be what is the appropriate response I think some sort of inquiry is warranted. The first, I mean, we have had already inquiries, obviously. The Truth and Reconciliation Commission dealt with residential schools, and we've had compensation as well. There's a there's a couple of things, Cindy, that strike me that need to be sorted out first. And, and the first is, what do we know? Um, residential schools, this school, for example, what, 80 years it was open, that's, Two hundred and fifteen children. So it's two or three a year. I think the first thing we need to know is what is already on the record. Mm-hmm. Um, was this childhood disease diphtheria? We had an influenza epidemic. Is it abuse? Is it cover up, hiding? I mean, there's an element of cover up. The Truth and Reconciliation Commission, as I can determine from the coverage, Simi did flag the death toll in residential schools, although not to this scale. So that's something else. And the other thing that needs to be sorted out is um, constitutional and legal. So most of the time that residential schools were open, Indians, as they were called then, and Indian schools were under the federal jurisdiction. So You know, I I think there's no question that Premier John Horgan would be open, and and no question in my mind would be open to some sort of a review or inquiry. I think the provincial response would have to be coordinated with the federal government. And, of course, we're already hearing, Simi, calls, understandable, for similar investigations to be conducted at other residential schools across Canada, including the other ones in B.C.,
0: yeah, exactly. I think the time has come for something like that. Um, so more to come on that today. We're talking with Mary Ellen Terpela Fond after the 7 o'clock news. Uh, we'll talk about what else is going on out there. I know Premier Horgan spoke with Richard Zussman on Friday.
1: Yeah, he did. And, uh, you know, the Premier has been off and on available of late. And he is in the House, of course, many days. So, But still, uh, Richard, Richard pressed him on some things that are ongoing and very important. Uh, the political problem that the new democrats have with the growing standoff at ferry creek in the premier's riding over old growth logging interesting response from the premier there he said that that he is in sympathy with people who want to preserve old growth but they need to remember that the province also has significant obligations to the first nation in that area and the leadership elected and hereditary of that first nation have asked the protesters to leave their territory they are in the middle of negotiations with the provincial government and they at the moment have agreements to use a lot of that wood in their own sawmill so the premier said it's not something anymore that the province can just with the stroke of a pen preserve the wood and take right. it away from the First Nation. It needs to be sorted out in negotiations.
0: Is that ongoing? Because I understand the company involved in that has spoken out, too, to say how frustrating this process is.
1: Yeah, it is ongoing, but it, it's coming against the backdrop of a couple of other things. One is the uh, United Nations Declaration of Rights of Indigenous People, and another is treaty negotiations. So, uh, you know, it, the, the political pressure that's being put on the provincial government there, um, it's not that this government lacks sympathy, but as the Premier says, but the sympathy also we have to understand the degree to which our relationship with First Nations has changed uh, really since the last big standoff over logging back in Clackwat Sound back in the 1990s.
0: Right. Uh, speaking of lumber, though, uh, let's talk about the whole issue of lumber prices being sky high right now, because he touched on that as well.
1: Yeah, he did. He pointed out that when he became premier, uh, lumber prices were already high, <laughs> and they're now almost double from that uh, at, at stratospheric levels. It's affecting housing prices here in British Columbia. It's also driving the market for B.C. lumber in the United States. I mean, one reason why the provincial government is uh, doing fairly well off... Uh, Lumber royalties and so forth is because uh, the prices are great. The Americans, as often happens, are uh, the American lumber industry is rallying and pressuring for higher duties on lumber here in canada we 're threatened with doubling of softwood duties which are already high. so the premier said he had a phone conversation with Prime Minister conference last week, and he said to the prime Minister, we think uh, we're reaching the point where we need to get back on the file with the Americans and try to deal with this." Uh, Canada's relations with the Biden administration, in my view, are not all that great. We haven't got a lot of satisfaction out of the new president lately. As much as Canadians welcomed his election over Donald Trump, so I think there's a there's a big, big file there, Softwood, which is you know we has gone on for most of yeah. uh, Canada's history yes. with the U.S. That needs attention again.
0: So true, Vaughn. Thank you. Bye bye.